0: welcome back we got another information about our fleet sleeper league this year we still have available spots for anybody looking to join who wants to go against the experts except gab he's just a casual but if you want to go against us you still spots available ppr free league but you still will get an ass whooping
1: that's right g and you can let us know you want to join our listener league by dming us on our twitter at bay council and asking to join Or message us on Instagram at sports underscore council. That is, once again, Bay Council and sports underscore council, both spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L. We will see you there. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host Matt and I am joined by Gav, G, and Nando for this episode of the show. The 2022 fantasy draft primer keeps rolling on. With wide receivers and running backs out of the way, it's time to discuss the next two big positions in quarterbacks and tight ends. Plus, we'll give you the guide on how to navigate the tight end graveyard once again this year and tell you who we think is going to break into the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks. Finally, our experts will give our one and only council champions that we think will win you your league this season. Today is August 10th, 2022, and this is the 69th episode of the show.
0: Welcome back, back. Nando. (laughs) Back 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 again. again. Making not
2: the Steelers, obviously this year they're going to be trash. But you know, Patriots are back, baby. Max is having a little bump in the road. Oh, and oh yeah, oh yeah. I totally forgot about Nando. I'll be honest with you, dude. Is this the real about? life? Is he actually here? The man, doing, the man Nando
3: doing pretty good. It feels good knowing that uh out of all of us, my team is the only one who has a a reliable elite
1: quarterback now. <laughs> 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 can't believe you just said that.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. What in the from world? From the
1: gun, from the gun, Nando is back and uh spouting nonsense. But he is here because we have a very special episode here. It is part three of the fantasy football draft primer here at Sports Council. And we've talked about the two big positions so far, running backs, wide receivers. And now we're going to move on to the other two positions in your lineup you need to address. And that's quarterback and tight end. Now, there's a couple of rules of thought here. Usually, the consensus around the fantasy football community is that you draft your running backs first. Maybe if there's a really good wide receiver or two, maybe you draft one ahead of a running back. But typically it goes running back and then wide receiver in the hierarchy because you got to draft at least two of them to be in your lineup. But for quarterbacks and tight ends, it's a little bit different because they both are. Well, it's not. I don't think it's exactly. Well, for tight end. Tight end is definitely harder. But for quarterbacks and tight ends, you only need to draft at least one it's required to draft at least one to have a legal and everybody
0: lineup. only needs one so no one's really stacking more than two really and no way i
1: think
2: last year
0: didn't you stack like uh he had three the tight the triple end, tie... three tight end three tight yeah, end that wasn't dude. that wasn't a draft that wasn't a draft plan you know that was oh, okay more yeah, like yeah. A, a war strategy i got you <laughs> <laughs> a war strategy.
2: he's a he's a dog backed up against the fans barking Binding his way yeah,
0: out. bro. That's just what the team needed, bro. It needed a triple tight formation. But <laughs> when you're going out of the draft, you know, if you think about it, especially for quarterbacks, you could probably think of eleven to twelve great fantasy quarterbacks, and you know that are all gonna be starters and probably finish within the top half of the league. So it's like, does it really matter if you get seven, eight, and you're compared to three or four? I don't think the gap is that big. But if you're talking the gap between running backs in four or five rounds that's incredible if you think about the wide receiver gap in three four rounds as well like you know you will lose out a lot of talent there drafting quarterback or tight end in one of those earlier rounds so I'm more of a component of person that wants to, to let those you know simmer especially after I maybe get a quarterback or before a tight end but tight end is usually just shot in the dark at the end so that's just me though
1: exactly so w- there's a couple rules of thought when you're thinking about these two positions once again like quarterbacks tight ends you only have to get one of them you have to get them at some point though so when you go with that hierarchy running backs and wide receivers do you typically like to go for a high-end quarterback first and kind of try and dominate your league with say like a josh allen or a kyler murray one of those elite quarterbacks in your lineup, or do you want to go with the tight end first and just secure that spot? Because as we'll talk about later, tight end is particularly scarce. There's only about five tight ends maybe at most in a season that you can trust, whereas to say there's a lot more uh, top-tier quarterbacks that you can go to. So I want to get your thoughts on that.
2: I think it's very easy, you know. A QB is guaranteed points, you know. He's the main focus of the entire... I mean, QB is football you know they build everything around the QB all news is about quarterbacks you know it, 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 whenever they sign a new player they don't think about like oh wow what's this going to do for the uh, wide receiver it's like what's this going to do for the quarterback you know and again just guaranteed points out of the quarterback position you know Josh Allen I think literally carried carried me to a championship. Couple years ago, because he was just rushing so much and he had so many rushing touchdowns. I think that was true last year. It's just he's a dual threat and he'll give you like thirty piece every every week, you know. Compared to a tight end, where you know he may have good games and he may have a higher floor than most tight ends that you have in the draft, but it's just not as consistent and as uh, high yielding as a QB early in the draft.
3: I mean, I feel like there's. Like how you said, Matt, there's definitely more QBs um, on the board than there is tight ends. Because then I feel like there's at least like 15, 20 QBs that will consistently give you 20 or more points. Or 15 or more points compared to like the top five tight ends that will give you like 15 a week. Maybe even less than that. So I feel like I've always, it's kind of hypocritical to say because I don't think I've ever had a year where I've had a top five tight end i think last year was the first year where in our sleeper league i took darren waller in the third round and that basically bit me in the ass so yeah for me i usually just like whatever tight ends are left honestly because i would rather have a good qb than uh a top tight end because like my draft strategy is just like running back running back wide receiver running back and then qb this so, is very traditional yeah. of you yeah, I, like, so. I
0: really like I like that. If I could map out a, a draft, it would be something similar to what Nando just stated. I really, really like that first five, six picks. Because you can find so many receivers later in the draft to where I just want to grab, a, you know, a Lamar or maybe a Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Someone who's got some rushing upside and just also just a young, talented quarterback. You know, so I want to get one of those guys. And you can usually get them around the fifth to seventh round and you'll be set at quarterback, no need to ever, you know, bring up a quarterback or have a second quarterback on your roster. That could be another wide receiver spot because you'll be thin at wide receiver. You can now take a flyer on someone later in the draft by saving yourself a quarterback spot.
1: Well, I typically, you know, have a rule of thought, and I think I brought this up last year as well. When you take a look at the tight ends, all of the tight ends and all of the quarterbacks, in your league let's say you're in a 12 team league which might be a little bit steep but you know let's say you're in the listener league which is a 12 team league Uh, spots are still open by the way and you know you're going between you know a guy on your team already and the waiver wire right let's say every team in your league has already picked up a tight end everyone in your league has picked up a quarterback right so then 12 quarterbacks are gone and 12 tight ends are off the board so then you could find the best waiver wire tight end, which would be probably the tight end 13, right? The below starter value versus the quarterback 13 on your roster, right? Or the quarterback 13 on waiver wire, right? The difference between, let's say, a quarterback one, which last year, which is Josh Allen, and quarterback 13, which was Ryan Tannehill, who is, let's say, the non-starter quarterback, is 138 points. So it's a difference of about 35%, Right? So you're losing on average like 35% compared to the top tier quarterbacks, right? And when you go to tight end 13, which is Pat Firemoof of the Pittsburgh Steelers and tight end (laughs) 1, he's 13, he's below starter value. But either way, (laughs) (laughs) tight end 1, which is Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens, you see a difference of about 99 points, which seems like less because, you know, quarterbacks but quarterbacks score more, right? So it's actually an average of 53%. You're losing 53%, basically, in terms of you going for uh, a top-tier tight end versus let's just get a guy off the waiver wire and just hope that he can come in and do stuff, right? So that's why I see the positional value of a tight end being so much better because I think that a lot of quarterbacks, you can have like the 8th best quarterback and you go up against the quarterback 1, and you might not see, like, you might see a marginal difference, right? You'll see maybe a 20% difference in uh, terms of scoring. But if you go with the worst tight end or, like, a bottom, like, in like the 10th best tight end against, you know, a Kittle or a Kelsey or a Waller, you're losing a lot of points in that matchup right away. And it's all about these positional breakdowns. You can easily go with, you know, I'm going to go my running back versus his running back. I think my running back's going to win. My quarterback versus his quarterback. My quarterback might win, but it's only going to be like by five points. But if he has a better tight end than me, he might outscore me by like ten or fifteen, considering how much you know, how elite of a tight end he has versus my you know Pat Firemove. Sorry to offend G here, but basically you know that's why. Hey, I'm i George Kittle. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Not sorry anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> either way that's why i tend to go with an elite tight end but i i do see a point where you could say like and we're going to go over this later if you can find a tight end because there's always one tight end later in the rounds that will actually return kind of top five value because again there's only top five top tier tight ends and once those guys are gone no one drafts tight ends in the middle of the rounds so because they know it's not really valuable so if you can find that one guy in the 13th round that will get you like tight end six numbers, tight end five numbers, that's actually a really good return on investment. And you know we're going to help you identify that guy, but that's the only argument I could see for like, you know, let me draft a tight end later.
2: I feel like if you don't draft the top five tight ends, it's not worth it because there's incons- the, the consistency of tight end quality drops off tremendously after top five top five yeah, tight end i, I agree Tremendous. You. exactly
0: if you're not gonna spend a top but, three four round pick on it then there's no point in just settling with like gg yeah, hopkinson that,
2: that's just a little advice but qbs the top three qbs will carry your team a hundred percent the way you could have like a horrible tight end but that qb one two three will literally carry your entire team this is just based off of experience. I feel like um when I won, I had one like my two championships. My QBs were always top three. I had um most of the time I have Josh Allen and a couple of years ago when he was still like a rookie, no one liked him. Or people were sleeping on him. He just broke out.
1: I mean, um, you also so had and I will bring up this one because I was in your league in the one where you won a championship, Kev. You also had Mark Andrews in that league.
2: Well so let, let me also get to that. Well, I don't want to give away the secret. Let me save it for a little bit later, okay? I'll talk about it later. Yeah, I'll bring it up. i I've read a note about it.
1: All right. Well, let's talk about quarterbacks here for a second. And, you know, obviously you have, you know, a list of the top tier quarterbacks. And if you're a first-time player of fantasy football, you could just say, oh, I'm going to draft Josh Allen. I'm going to draft Patrick Mahomes, right? And those are your best uh, quarterbacks, right? But, you know... Let's say those guys are gone or, you know, you have to decide between those two, right? Are Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, who should I draft? Or Kyler Murray or a Justin Herbert in that case. What is the one thing that kind of makes you think, like, gives you that split-second decision between, like, okay, I'm going to lean towards Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. Like, is there any sort of thing that you look for in a quarterback for fantasy that says, okay, I'm going to draft this guy because of this?
2: Their o- O-line. If they can protect him or not. That's the next big thing when you look at a court. That's the first thing I look at. You know, if my quarterback is well-protected. I check their swag um, out. That's what they're like. Yeah, check their swag. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe Shice bro. come on now. I'm not messing with that, you man. should have
0: seen it coming. Come on. Not playing yeah, much. seriously. But no, I think for me, honestly, between the top quarterbacks, if I were to ever take one, you know, I've never – I always just try and look for – I know it sounds crazy, but – are they have rushing upside, and i let that rushing upside be my, you know, big difference. Obviously, not in every case. I do kind of have, like, tiers, like, okay, my top guys are Allen and Mahomes, you know, and Rodgers, let's say, or something like that, or anybody, right? I'll, be like, I'll take Allen because I feel like he probably runs the ball out of the most out of them, you know, and he's a more useful in that sense. You know, worst comes to worst, he can always run the ball, and you can get a couple more rushing touchdowns worth are worth more, so... Uh I just kind of like the run game and then sometimes honestly if I really un- I'm sure I'll just take the quarterback I like more.
2: And quarterback really is hot. a gut feeling for sure.
3: Yeah, I think G has a good point with the uh, with the rushing upside cuz I feel like for fantasy that's it's basically like having another running back. Don't they advantage. get like, a lot? Don't yeah. get 0.4 or something no, like that? No, I don't think I think they get the same as uh, running backs, don't they? Oh, is I it like yeah. For the rushing yards, yeah. Yeah, it's the same as a running oh, back, So it's funny. like. Mistake. Yeah, it's a, like a dual threat. But honestly, like for me, I don't think I've ever, in any fantasy football draft, I don't think I've ever drafted a, a high quarterback first. Like I always like to wait for a, another player or another person to draft a quarterback because mm-hmm. that just like makes it easier for me. Because like I've like.
0: Have any of you guys ever drafted been the first person in your league to draft a quarterback? I don't think I can say I have.
1: Okay. oh i know gav has <laughs>
0: okay, okay wait uh it was out of a mistake honestly
2: it was my first time ever playing fantasy football i have and i can say this with a proud like smile on my face i took tom brady number one pick in the entire draft oh the, like best to say i didn't win that league but it was fun I, it was a learning experience don't don't pick your
0: heroes don't ever meet them
1: I don't think that was the reason why. Yeah, I don't
0: think that's that's what's happened there. No. It's
2: definitely not supposed to happen
1: there. Like, Nando, when you, like, draft a quarterback, when someone drafts a quarterback first, are you, like, okay, like, the run on quarterbacks is about to start, like, I'm going to draft a quarterback with the next pick? Or is it, like, oh, now I should, like, be cautious and, like, okay, I should start looking for a quarterback. Do you have, like, a guy locked in?
3: For some, well, it just depends on the how the draft is going. To be honest, because for some drafts of QBs get are like getting taken that round, then I kind of panic and I take one. But I usually like to stick to like my running back, running back, wide receiver, running back. Like I try to um, get my favorite positions first, or like the position that get me the most the most points first, because I know that um, at that position it's like very scarce, especially at running back. And then also, it just depend Like, it, I'll just draft, like, the QB that like I'm feeling that year or I like last year. Like, last year, I was really into Justin Herbert. So I try to get him in every year or in every draft, I mean.
1: So it That's just. That's why the name was Herbert Sherbert, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would like to kind of think of, say, kind of state how even, even though, you know, uh, you see a quarterback run going or something along the lines of that. I like to kind of you know go the opposite direction. Like if I see a bunch of quarterbacks going, that means there's something else being left, you know, in a sense. Like you could get an extra running back that, you know, shouldn't have fell. Or if you see the opposite where you don't see a quarterback fall, that might be a chance where I kind of go and be maybe an earlier person, take a quarterback. Maybe you see Josh Allen get drafted, and after that no one really makes a run on quarterback, and, you know, you see someone fall. I would take that chance to take the quarterback. I mean if everybody starts taking quarterback like I said I would probably start looking at a different position saying all right well the guys are kind of getting overvalued now you want to kind of just play that in by ear in my opinion I know it can be kind of hard to do cuz you don't want to be stuck with no quarterback or be the first one to overdraft the quarterback when you have to so it is a it's a weird little middle spot where you want to just kind of see what the vibe of the draft is and then go from there I personally would like you know I have a strategy like Nando says but I'm not the, you know, stick to it too much after the first couple of rounds. I kind of see, well, okay, well, the first two rounds, a lot of running backs went. None of the wide receivers or quarterbacks have gone yet. Now's my chance to, you know, grab someone that I really need on a later, exactly. later value.
1: And it's always that split second decision where everyone's going to go on a run for quarterbacks. You're going to see like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. And then you're going to be like, oh, I'm up next. Am I going to continue the run or am I going to kind of like, you know, try to zig while everyone else like zags and then say, Okay. You know, I try to pick up someone valuable while everyone else is looking the other way. And it's a huge risk for sure, but you can also end up paying a huge dividends because, you know, that guy might help you kind of win your league maybe or just at least win a week, um, because you have the extra depth that no one else had. But you know, you definitely have to consider that. And again, remember the drop off in fantasy quarterbacks is not that large right so if you get a guy in the later rounds it's you shouldn't what i'm saying is that you shouldn't worry too much about you know losing out on maybe the top 5 quarterbacks because you know that at the end of the season you won't have that much of a difference to make up honestly if you had the 8th best quarterback compared to the 5th best quarterback so but let's be don't.
2: real it's game to game you know it's you don't care about no, if, wh- how well they did at the end of the year, the entire uh, the, the, the quarterback of the as a holistic. Of the no, ma- but you, the end of the year every, you, you have, have to win every games. battle. You literally have to win every battle in order to make, like, secure a spot into the playoffs, you know? Because what if, like, the quarterback is, like, up on a trash team or, like, the team didn't perform as well as they thought they were doing, so they're just doing garbage time, you know, and that's where they made up most of their points.
1: Exactly. But, you know, like, the end of the season stats is, you know, every single game that they worked on, right? Well,
2: okay, so what I meant was, like, I I want a a quarterback that will perform better, more consistently and earlier, because every game counts in fantasy, you know? This isn't like, okay, he won this battle, but I'm going to win the war. No, you have to win every game in order to ensure that you make the playoffs, and you have to also choose a quarterback that performs well deeper into the year, too.
1: That's very true, too. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, but you I guys... also just okay, I also ahead. state something just to um you know, people that are listening. This is why we encourage, you know, do mock heavy drafts, you know, like you want to do a lot of them just because, you know, you you can do a draft where you get a quarterback early and then you can get a tight end later and see what your team looks like. You could get a tight end early and a quarterback later or maybe just get both of them later or try both of them early and just try to see what your team looks like. And if you do a few of them at each of those and then kind of see okay, this is what I'm kind of You know, liking my team at the end when I got a quarterback, but you know, I found this late tight end that I really like that I think is going to be good. And then you could kind of start formulating your strategy off that as well. I'd, you know, heavily incorporate what actually happens in those mocks and see what those like look like and what your team looks like at the end. And, you know, would I be satisfied with that lineup? You know, some important questions to ask yourself.
2: What round do you guys think is like too early? Or, like, when do you think it's the right time to draft a quarterback? Because every time you guys talk about drafting quarterbacks, it's very reactive. You know, somebody drafted yeah. them. People are starting yeah. to draft him. you know?
1: Maybe the third when, or fourth. Third or fourth? The I was going to say at the fifth. Highest. That's early. That's I good. think that's at the highest. That's, early, right? that's, like, that's
0: yeah. if, like, Patrick Mahomes drops to the third, and I'm at the end of the third. I'm like, shit, dude. I might as well just take Patrick Mahomes here, you know? Yeah, but what does your
2: team look like already? Is it two running backs? Two running backs,
0: and I'm like, all right, fuck it, bro. I'm I'm gonna draft his running back or or his quarterback early, and I'll take him. Or if maybe if a tight end falls, like if I still see like Mark Andrews in the late second round or something, or the late early third, I'm like, okay, this is too far for Andrews to fall. You know, his value is just too high for me to pass on. That that's at that point I'll take it. But then it's just always by player. Like I wouldn't do the same logic for Kyle Pitts, you know. I would yeah. like, oh, Kyle Pitts is still here. Like, you know, it's different, you know.
2: I'm definitely not drafting a quarterback within the first three rounds. The earliest I would would be like the fourth round if I had a later pick that round. And then I yeah. prefer, for sure think that it's worth picking up QB if one of the top three is still in there with your like, in the fifth round, honestly. The, the value there is just too much. I doubt that the top three, most of the time they go in the fourth round, third or fifth fifth round but if you can snag them there in the fifth round I feel like that's a good spot to pick up a QB tight end has to be your third or second round if it's the top three. If it's going to be early yeah if yeah. it's
0: be early you got to go and get Kelsey or Walter You got to get it or, right away or, but you are adventures.
2: you are losing a lot in running back for sure Mhm I feel like with a tight end that high
0: yeah.
1: perfect in a perfect world i'd go fifth round earliest for a quarterback that's a perfect scenario in which i get two running backs that i like in the first two rounds a wide receiver that i like can be a wide receiver one and the tight end mm-hmm. and then then maybe so you'd go tight end josh for sure allen.
0: before quarterback
1: yes i'd definitely go tight end before quarterback unless nah, it's like I you know it's like josh go... allen versus like uh kyle pitts like you said like you know it like, if there's a run on tight ends, then I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. See you till the 15th round, right? But if, you know, you know Mark Andrews or George Kittle are still there and it's versus, mm-hmm. like, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, I think I'd just go with, uh, you know, a tight end.
0: Yeah, I respect that.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. How about you, Nando? Uh, I think I have to agree with Matt. Maybe the fifth round. I think I I like to have at least three running two or three running backs and a wide receiver before I take a QB. What about so you're end? never
2: drafting a tight end? That honestly, no.
3: Oh, I guess no. he doesn't, right? Yeah, yeah. He's not a guru. Um, I think in all all the years that I've played fantasy, like I said, there's only been once when I drafted a, a tight end that high. But yeah. honestly, besides Kelsey, like I don't really like want. I'd rather live on like a tenth to fifteenth round. Tight end, and then off the waivers every week. Yeah, because
0: there's always tight ends. I feel like that. You know, I if I'm patient enough, I can get a tight end maybe week three, week four of the NFL season, and he's just gonna be just as good. You know what I mean? Like not as good as like maybe Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, but the guys I'm getting in like the fifth to eighth round. You know, I feel like there's always like the Dalton Schultz of last year or someone else. You know, you just pick him up and you know you never thought they'd be that good but they're putting up this fantasy value just random year you know you just gotta this be is... the one to pick them up
1: you just have this to is... find it that's the one thing yeah. you have to be the one to find it because if you don't you're starting some random ass dude you're starting like Cole Komet or Ra- Cole Komet's um... great well he might be this year we'll get to that break out bands. like you're studying Evan Ingram. How's that? <laughs> okay, that's. Oh yeah, that's no, Jesus, awesome. kill yourself. We're, we're, we're just we're just empty. At tight ends. Yeah,
2: that would be the saddest thing. Dylan Might as well just not uh, start Evan anybody. <laughs> this is this is a that. great segue though. You guys are talking about finding like those later tight ends. Yeah. So like, what I want to say is this is kind of like a secret that we recently found out. Okay. So why advocate for getting like three good running backs first, and then maybe wide receiver? and then for going tight end, cube, and then, like, getting a QB, kind of, like, a mid, um, is because, really, you win your leagues through, um, well, if it's, like, 10-man league, this is just, a, I'm speaking 10-man, because this is what we've seen in the past, me, Matt, Nando, maybe G, I don't know, but you win your leagues through your waiver wire pick the first three weeks, four weeks, because that's where the gold is, you know, so why I draft three court running backs at first is because you have... Like um, you have stock to trade, right? You know, maybe they don't all pan out. The running backs, maybe, you know, that wide receiver that you picked wasn't as good. You can always package everybody, but if you like, forego the first three weeks. I'm not saying that you always have to tank to get on the waiver wire always, but waiver wire the first three weeks is gold because you always find these like golden players. I think Dylan picked up like, um, he always finds his kicker the first he three found, weeks. Yeah, uh,
1: Mitchell last year. Mitchell, I
2: you know. Uh, I think Kevin Knox was also a waiver wire pick last Dawson. year. Like, Yeah, Dawson. I mean, Dawson Knox, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to disrespect you there, but I'm just saying, like, those first three weeks for the waiver wire are golden. So if you can kind of, like, get stock in the draft, forgo like, any, like, like, logical thinking, just pick up players that you think will have, like, stock future. You can just draft away and then... Tank for the first three weeks, get the waiver wire picks. I'm not. This is like legit. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying tank, but mm-hmm. if it just if you lose your first week, I might like, you know, next week. Okay, maybe I won't Rise try that hard. the next two. Yeah, just because there's so much draft. There's so <laughs> you much just stuff. just said every week counts, wire. sir. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. But those first three. I mean, three you're weeks, making
0: the weeks count by tanking. Yes. Yeah. In it's, a way. It's.
2: I mean, because you know, uh f- football teams tank strategically. Smart football teams tank strategically and smart fantasy players tank strategically
0: yeah all right I guess so i mean i'm not doing that shit but no it's just you know matt come on i i told you
1: hey, right. saw it do you know do you know who i got in the waiver wires i i hit waiver wire gold almost every time because i got a i got james connor mm-hmm. in the year he was hurt or held out or whatever and then i hit oh, on wow. james the flames rb once um Th- that's a, a gold years picks. ago so, the last like, time played, and that's
2: the first couple weeks of fantasy. Man. You got him exactly. last year,
1: so, didn't you? I drafted, I had to draft him last year, but um, oh, two years ago, he broke out. He broke out, um, the year that I got him on the waiver wire because you know, no one knew him, right? So, yeah. waiver wires I, definitely win championships.
2: I won the the, the the my first championship ever. I picked up Mark Andrews off the waiver wire second week. Best decision yeah. I ever made. I know there was another guy I picked up too, but I fr- I can't remember. I just know Mark Andrews was the key to winning. Hey, I was second Gab on that
1: Gab. list too. I was second on the white priority. I remember trying to pick him up too. Uh.
3: Gab, when you won your when you won the league, was it a eight man league? No, it was a ten man.
2: It was uh our <laughs> no, the other league. I was in <laughs> same account. No, but Ma- Mark Andrews was literally a nobody at that point. You know.
1: I know. Yeah, Mark Andrews. Yeah, he was on the. This way was like board. three years ago. To pick him up. I forgot. Yeah. How, yeah. He uh,
2: was
0: a nobody. That sounds that sounds that so works. crazy hearing it now. Yeah, yeah, he's honestly, like he's a nobody. He's yeah. the
2: only tight end I might like ball out for. Also, really? no, um, I don't think Kels, would. Kels. Dude, because this disparity. I mean, Hollywood Brown's not there anymore for um, the running back. I mean, the quarterback. Uh, what? So Mark Andrews is the only guy <laughs> he's going to be throwing to,
3: or he's just gonna run. <laughs>
2: Can you, can you explain to me which running or quarterbacks sorry god can't which, which running back you're talking about Nanda Omar oh god <laughs> am
1: I <laughs> Raj next let's go to let's go to quarterbacks here again and let's start, look at the top 10 fantasy football quarterbacks last year and so I'm gonna list them out we had Josh Allen at one Herbert two Tom Brady three Patrick Mahomes four Stafford five Rogers six Dak Prescott, 7th, Joe Burrow, 8th, Jalen Hurts, ninth, Kyler Murray, 10th, right, so, you know, these are all really good quarterbacks, and, you know, I definitely think that the top 3 there, or top 4, Allen, Herbert, Brady, Mahomes, it's probably going to remain the same, right, these guys are the face of the league, uh, their teams pretty much are getting better and better, but, you know, there's always a chance for slippage within the top 10, and, you You want to at least, if you're not going to get one of these top 10 guys based off of, you know, last year or ADP, right? Who's a guy that you think can slip into the top 10? And who's a guy do you think that is going to fall out of the top 10? Out of the guys I just listed?
0: Yeah, I can go with at least falling out of the top 10. I'm pretty confident it's going to be Dak. Uh, I just don't see the same level of productivity available for him. No Amari Cooper, no Gallup to start the season, no James Washington to start the season. Obviously, I don't. Don't think C.D. Lamb hinders that much as a number one, but that's just his value. But as in Dak Prescott quarterback value, I think he's you know low line's going to be a little bit worse. So I can see the interception numbers going up a little bit. Uh, I just don't see him being able to re- you know replicate the type of season he had last year uh, that kept him at fantasy quarterback seven. You said right? That's that's pretty high for Dak Prescott in my opinion. So I don't know if he'll be able to you know. Keep that up, especially because the quarterback I have going into the top ten. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but the running back that Gav mentioned, Lamar
1: Jackson.
3: Whoa, whoa! I said quarterback. <laughs> Wait, he's he's not on your top ten already.
1: He's not. He wasn't he's, not that, he wasn't a, he's not. That oh. I was. He's not. he's not in he wasn't last the year. top ranking quarterbacks last year. That's yeah. sad. I'm sure if he was, yeah, sure oh, if yeah, was he playing
0: was all these games, he would have been in the top ten. But just due to health, he couldn't. And I think as long as he's healthy, he will be quarterback one two or three and you can get him later than you would in any other year because people think he's some washed or some stupid stuff like that and as a sealer fan like i would never root for any ravens but it's like we're not hating against lamar jackson it just doesn't make any sense to me and i'm just gonna leave it at that because that's all that needs to be said
2: uh i feel like um those are all great picks you know lamar definitely that guy won me a championship well he got me into a- a championship game, I lost, but he got me there, so I'm appreciate him. Um, and Dak Preston's trash, you know, Cowboys, we don't support them. But uh, Jalen Hurts, definitely, I feel like he's gonna drop out the top ten. You know, really? I feel like he was all fluky. Jeez. You know, seriously, he's just running around garbage time throwing up that's balls. That's
0: what you want, though, right?
2: No, not not really. You know, so if he's
0: asked, then when you run around more, well, yeah, you, but but he's but he's gonna
2: hurt himself. You? I just don't think it works because he's running to extend the play or no not really he's just running for his life dude i don't even know why he's running bro he can't throw and just but because he got aj brown one- now yeah just because That's he got a thing. new wide receiver doesn't mean anything dude i mean aj Brown exactly what it means no dude because you know town hill is a better quarterback than uh jalen hurts and he didn't know run about it. that yeah i i think so dude jalen hurts can't throw for crap i don't know if you watch his games bro but he's like dropping it too short yeah, but we're talking
0: about fancy quarterback bro stop that this personal vendetta no i'm just saying that Hurt's he can run, run the ball keep it so up. well he can't and run he it is
2: too much he's gonna get hurt okay. i just feel like my I prediction this season he's gonna as get someone hurt.
0: that had him last year i remember many games where the eagles we were losing about like 20 or whatever and teams would drop eight back in coverage turn their backs to jalen hurt and he would just run but, run them up the field every but, play after play and get them get get himself fantasy relevant on him. But you're not weeks. you're
2: not drafting him top ten, are you? You're not going to be drafting Ooh. him for ten. I would 10. draft Jalen. That's I too would risky.
0: Him. No, it's not. I think you it's too dra- risky. You can draft Jalen Hurts
2: in on top a 10, trash Eagles a team, dude, with a new let offense. Me,
1: let me take a look at where he's being drafted right now. He's being drafted at sixty six according to Fantasy Pros. His ADP is there. That's around. Um, so Kyler is above him. By four. That's fine, and then you have Damien Harris, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, Dalton Schultz, Chris Godwin, Miles Sanders, Michael Thomas. Joe Burrow is below him, so would you draft See, Joe Burrow? That is wild. I would
2: rather draft Joe Burrow Joe. has
0: no type of running, like anything. It doesn't
2: matter, dude. This guy's throwing cannons, and he's got the greatest wide receiver core in the league. Right? Well, just looks like it. Maybe that's just yeah, Joe yeah, Shiesty, but you know, still,
3: I, I feel I, like to he he me, me Jalen Hurts. hurts barely misses the top five for fantasy football quarterbacks Whew.
2: dear yeah, god sounds... i just don't think it works you know because he's gonna do like lamar he's gonna get hurt running all that because I, oh, I, i'm talking all that
0: about lamar two like two years ago the year before that when he was carrying everybody's fantasy teams and last year Jalen hurts carried people's fantasy teams so i don't see why we don't give him that respect like okay you're not the greatest quarterback in him, all, so. bro it but doesn't matter the
1: thing I think about Jalen Hurts is that one he was carrying championship teams because he was drafted really low so maybe it's because people were able to stock up on. yeah that's what I'm saying the ADP is not worth so that's the that's like my issue with quarterbacks again if um for those who don't know if you run as a quarterback it is graded like a running back you get 0.1 uh 0.01 points every time every yard you get in terms of rushing for a quarterback you get only Mm 0.04 for every passing yard you get as a quarterback. So that's why running quarterbacks are so much more valuable because you get literally a lot more points if they run the ball rather than they pass the ball. Jalen Hurts is not a very good quarterback in terms of passing the ball, and he's a very good runner. So that's why he was so valuable last year, even though his eagles were not that good. It wasn't his
2: running. It was where you got him that made him valuable. I mean, he was averaging like 20 points for me last year. And I'm saying no, I'm you saying, picked him those. up late. You he, picked you picked him he, up off the I, waiver wire, if anything like that, dude. I'm just saying but, but he's not that doesn't worth matter, the top ten averaging pick
0: where he's in. Look, what is, a, his 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 point total is his point total. At the end of the day, now that we know what his point total is, it does not decrease that point total. It still leaves it like averaging on twenty points a game almost. And it's like I don't know.
1: That's don't fantasy. Know that. No, dude, no. no. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a better quarterback this year because of AJ Brown. I think the Eagles are going to be a better team. But a lot of what Jalen Hurts I remember last year because we were complaining about it is that a lot of it was garbage time too, right? They were getting blown out a lot and that allowed him to kind of pile up those stats. So I don't know if they're gonna get that same amount of um, you know, rushing yards and, you know, passing yards. If the Eagles are going to be a better team. More that means they're going to have more leads, and then they won't have to pass ball But you know, how do you get the ball leads much, by scoring
0: right? touchdowns and passing? So that means well, he's that's still Caps is running. That's
1: passing, right? Yeah. That's passing. So that's I don't know good, if he's going to have the same rushing ceiling as well.
2: Well, then that's great. Then A.J. Brown takes away some of the touchdowns because Jalen Hurts doesn't have to run as much anymore.
1: But Gav, I'm going to disagree with you on one point. He's still going to be in the top ten. That's what I still think. And I think he's going to be better than Prescott. I think he's going to be better than probably uh, i I'd lean Hertz over Burrow just because he's gonna run still more than Burrow, even if it's less.
0: I'm that's taking bad. Hertz over Burrow. I wouldn't take him over Kyler. That's crazy because Kyler's yeah. just better. So <laughs>
2: okay, yeah, okay, good point to everybody. Let me just get All to right. my like who I'm. Who's gonna enter?
0: Russell Wilson. End yep. yep. point. Damn it. That, that was, was my. The, that was my other point. Yeah. That yeah. Was my Other pick too. I
2: mean, that's a guarantee. I don't. I think he might finish top five. No. No cap, bro. That offense is looking nasty.
1: A team that actually wants Russell Wilson to pass the ball is going to be very good for Russell Wilson. I know he always fades in the last half of the season, but he looks to be primed to kind of... I'm scared. You know, it's a Peyton like, Manning. You got, you got like Brady in a Bucks uniform, and you got Safford in Rams uniform. What they do in their first season, they tried to light it up, right? They were longtime quarterbacks with another team, and then they tried to prove themselves instantly. I think that's exactly what Russell Wilson's going to do. And he has the weapons. He's and got. I feel like he doesn't you know, even need to. Because, Sutton, right. Yeah. And he actually has a coach that likes him and wants to run <laughs> the ball. Right. And like no, Every- not run the ball. Pass the ball. Right. Yeah. Like Pique everything Kiro about this
2: situation is better for him.
1: Yeah. And guess who? Like I think he finished at around quarterback 19 last season. Obviously, oh. you know, he hurt his hand and he was out for like six games or something like that. And then after that, he didn't look that good. After because I think he rushed it, but. You know, yeah, he's gonna be very dangerous next season. Mm. Yeah, and I think, I think he's uh, very overrated. Really? Wow,
0: <laughs> wow! I think that's crazy. Just Who leave, you it think the, is, leave uh,
1: the- is there anyone you think is gonna go into the top ten?
2: This dude's or drafting anyone? Baker over him.
1: Oh Jesus! No. <laughs> Honestly, this is this is very,
3: like. I don't think anybody has talked about it, but I really think that Derek Carr is going to make it into the top
1: 10. Oh, my Ooh, God. All right. I like it. I like it. He finished so as quarterback 12. I would love year, it for him.
3: Year. I would love it for him. I think he's going to get like that boost of confidence knowing now that he has a big-time weapon on that team besides Darren Waller. That he, I feel like his passing yards and his touchdowns are just going to skyrocket from that. Although he I hate do. the Raiders, but... <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> he finished as the quarterback 12 last year 30 points below Kirk Cousins a little bit over Ryan Tannehill so he has a case do you think who do you think he's replacing out of the uh, quarterbacks you listed
3: I think I just have to agree with you guys with uh, Dak
1: Damn. I don't think I'd ever that Dak. Crush, crush we don't like Dak we don't like Cowboys
2: we don't like Cowboys
1: Damn. I mean, he doesn't have Mari Cooper. That's the thing. That's sure. the reason why I'm fading Dak a little bit. And I felt the Cowboys always Cooper. suck. The Cowboys yeah. always suck after they, uh, they win the title. They win their division title. And then, like, <laughs> out of nowhere, they just completely collapse next year. So, okay. So, let's move on to the tight ends here. We talked a little bit about the positional scarcity uh, of tight ends. You got your top five in. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Darren Waller, and Kyle Pitts, which is maybe, you know, fifth best tight end. But you're really operating from a scarcity mindset when it comes to drafting a tight end. You either draft those guys, or you wait all the way to the later rounds and you pick a guy up later on, right? And again, I won't go over the numbers again, but, you know, if we have the top five tight ends already locked down, that means that there's a sixth tight end somewhere Will probably you know, do pretty good for you, and we'll finish as this tight end six. But you get him at like a round ten, round twelve, maybe even round fourteen cost, right? So, what tight end do you, are you targeting in this so-called tight end graveyard or wasteland, right? Where you know there's really very few options to choose from. You have to choose right. If not, you're dead. So, who do you think is your kind of late round tight end you're targeting this year?
2: I don't think he's going to be late round, but, you know, and I think he might be even higher on the list. He might be above. No, I can't say it. I just know he's going to be a bit higher. He, he's going to be picked up earlier. Fant. F- oh, wait. Is he still in Denver? Wait a minute. Nope. Uh, he's in Seattle. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was thinking about last year. I was operating last year. Who's the tight end for. Okay, wait a minute. Go, go you next. want us to get back to you? <laughs> Fumbled. Fumbled. I forgot they changed.
1: Anyone else want to adventure one? Yeah,
0: I'll I'll hop on. I know my guy. Um, The one I really like out the graveyard to make it out is Cole Komet. Um, I think he has really good fantasy value just because if you look at the Bears' options, there's not many there, and that's usually a good sign for just safe flooring for a tight end. You know that when you're going to get bailed out, you're just going to dump it down to a tight end just to maybe on that early down to pick up a few yards just to make it easier for yourself, especially with Justin Fields being, you know— young and having no other options there to throw to you know other than Mooney who might or might not be a wide receiver one they doesn't have anything outside of that so I think that's where Cole Komet can really just be successful and I think they used to have Jimmy Graham I think he's off the team now so that's a good good for him with more shares more touches because I know Graham was really stealing a lot of those touchdowns so if you can pick up a few more touchdowns I think the you know that that's a great look for him as well so I see a higher volume coming towards goal commit
2: okay let me just fix my mistake i'm sorry everyone forgot that uh no offense because that guy's a beast just he was getting passed by drew lock anyway my guy is uh, a Gal- dallas goddard dude from the eagles last year i think in the first half of the season he had um Ertz on the team taking away shares and he wasn't like the solidified uh tight end one um, but now he is—he's the only notable Titan on that team. And They have like random players on there, but I just feel like that guy's multi-talented. and its a better offense, as everyone's saying. Maybe Jalen Hurts takes the step. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. They always have the shoe and the uh, behind him. And either way, Dallas Goddard is gonna ball out, dude. If he was—if it wasn't for Earth last year, taking some of his uh, spotlight, he'd definitely be in the talks now.
1: I think you have to go with Dalton Schultz as your guy, right? Because, you know, Kittle, Kelsey, and Waller, Andrews, right? Pitts, for some reason, I don't even know why Pitts is still there. He's an elite tight end, and it's great, but Marcus Mariota scares me. I don't know if he's going to pass it to him at all. And that was the concern. pass it to him, so... You know, yeah, it was just so concerning last year to see. Like, Pitts was drafted as, I think, one of the top five tight ends last year, and he didn't really... You know, perform. And obviously, that was the case because he's a rookie and rookie tight ends usually don't perform. He still had a phenomenal season, I think, but he still finished as the tight end seven. So that means he didn't really return the same value that you wanted from your team, right? If you're going to draft him as a tight end five, you know, you want that kind of value. So, you know, I have to go with Dalton Schultz here because we just talked about Dak Prescott. Even though we're all trashing him, he's not going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback he's still going to throw the ball a ton, right? And we know C.D. Lamb is going to get a lot more targets probably from Amari Cooper's absence, right? So who's the second best option on that team? It's probably going to be Dalton Schultz at this point. You know, we can talk about the rookie wide receivers that they have from Dallas or, you know, Noah Brown, I think, is another you know option to consider. <laughs> but it's primarily going to be, you know, Dalton Schultz because Dak Prescott I already trusts him. The chemistry is there, right? We talked about you know receivers and quarterbacks having chemistry on the last episode. I think that it's the same. I, it honestly may even be more so for tight ends as well because the tight end is like your security blanket, right? The receivers are your flashy guys. You know you get a lot of highlights with them, but when they need to dump off, when they need to do a rollout or anything like that, the tight end is usually out there in the flat and he's like there to just be wide open and make a play for you, right? And you know, I think Dalton Schultz they design plays for him to get him into the end zone they usually target him sometimes in the red zone as a rollout I had him because I picked him up over the waiver wire last year and I saw those kinds of plays it will be frustrating for sure because sometimes he will get you four receptions for 36 yards that's his day and that's it <laughs> but that's if he, but he has a lot of ta- like he has a lot of upside for touchdowns and I think that Now that there's a lot of targets vacated from Amari Cooper, I think they're going to go to Dalton Schultz. So, you know, if you can grab him in a very late round, like I don't know where exactly I would start drafting him. I wouldn't draft him in the first, like, six rounds probably. But, you know, if there's no other options to consider and, you know, you stocked up on your running backs and wide receivers, I'd say Dalton Schultz is a pretty good bet to, you know, at least be a top five or six tight end next year.
3: I have two guys that I really like. One of them I'm a little bit iffy. Um, Austin Hooper. I really liked Austin Hooper when he was with Atlanta. He was pretty ass with the Browns. But I honestly, I don't know how he's going to do with the with the Titans since they're such a run-heavy offense. But I feel like if I would get him in like the later rounds and he was the Titan I had to start week one, I wouldn't mind at all. One tight end that I want to target is uh Because I feel like once Dang the Masa- yeah, Mr massage like parlor comes back after week six, I God, feel like he's Jesus. he's gonna, he's definitely gonna break out uh when he comes back when Watson comes back and so I feel you're like
2: stash him on your bench,
3: yeah, basically for the first six weeks.
1: would you draft both of them then uh
3: would I would go, hope
1: cooper like, and then also um injoku.
3: If I had to choose one to draft only, I would probably take Njoku and just hope that Hooper's there on the waivers. Week one. Yeah, I'm
0: assuming, I'm assuming Hooper will be there on the waivers. I really yeah. like Njoku too as a deep sash. I second what Nando says.
1: I think he could be very interesting. I just don't know how many. Like I don't remember the tight ends from Deshaun Watson's like Texans days. So I don't even that's... know
2: if Deshaun Watson gonna play no more.
1: Yeah. Well, Mr. Sexual Predator.
3: He's only suspended six games. For now. For now.
1: You've heard our tight ends, graveyards, and hopefully, you know. One, you know, actually, Noah Fant, I actually kind of like him a little bit. Just nah. because I think he has a chemistry with Drew Locke, and they both got shipped to Seattle. And Drew Locke's not a great, you know, player. So, you know, I think he's going to target Noah Fant, honestly. I th- I just have a feeling that you know he could be a very late round stash and you can get you know some points out of it, right? Like there's chemistry. There's always chemistry, and chemistry is undeniable. I would
2: say any tight end from the Denver Broncos, just because um, it seems like Russell loves his tight ends. But I literally cannot name one tight end on that team.
1: Albert O. Any- man. Who? Albert O. Albert Ogweb. I can't even say his oh, name. I, said, well, why, I don't know. I
0: don't know. Yeah.
2: Well, I, maybe. I don't know. I don't know him, honestly. But I feel like Russell loves his tight ends in the, in the red zone. I would just draft him.
1: I think Honestly. Tight yeah. End, yeah. Uh, touchdown upside is so huge for tight ends. If you want to do anything, receptions are not sticky for a tight end. But touchdowns, If because look. They love Most home. tight ends, most tight ends are going to score like four or five points, right? Most tight ends. If you get a guy who gets one touchdown, one reception for six yards and a touchdown, that's six point six points right there, right? That is a seven day. if you do PPR. That's why when I had Hunter Henry in the Listener League, it was so much fun because if he got a touchdown, <laughs> you know, which touchdowns. he usually did, you know, <laughs> I usually like won because you know that's why Hunter Henry finished pretty well last year, I think. So. You know, if you want to target a guy, I'd say look for a guy that, you know, they like to target in the red zone. If you need, like, if you're really looking at that tight end wasteland, because six points is better, like, most of these guys are going to score like three points anyway, right? So would you rather have the guy that's more likely to score like nine points, right? You just try to target a guy with a higher ceiling if you're already, you know, scouring for scraps in the tight end wasteland.
2: Um, Hunter Henry finished seventh last year. Dallas Goddard actually finished eighth. I just want to put that my guy.
1: Alright. Schultz finished
2: cool. third for Matt's pick.
1: Also, don't don't draft Hunter Henry. <laughs> just don't. It's okay.
2: <laughs> I I will be honest, don't draft anyone from New England except for Damian Harris. It's
1: a Matt Patricia offense now.
2: Yeah. Don't do it. Sorry. That
0: shit's ready. That shit's ready to hit through the farmhouse.
2: <laughs> no comment. I have faith in my patrons. Woohoo! Go Patriots!
1: Uh-huh. Okay, last segment of the day. We have our council stars. This is your guy. This is the one that you believe is gonna be a league winner for the listeners. You have to stake your amateur podcasting reputation on for this year. And you know, basically it's the guy you're gonna pound the table for, do anything to draft. So who are you guys council champions for this year?
2: jeez that's a tough, oh, one. That's a tough yeah. one dude i know austin, last year think, it was austin
1: Eckler. oh sorry yeah you were austin Eckler, right i'm trying yeah, to remember like Eckler. which ones we had i had Nick chubb i remember that i'm pretty sure nando was ezekiel elliott pretty sure <laughs>
3: pretty sure i don't know <laughs> he made a big deal <laughs> mine's easy i already know the oh oh to win me who are you gonna league.
2: curse who are you gonna curse
3: i'm not cursing anybody i'm basically winning everybody's league dalvin cook uh, Easy, Ripperone. To, if, mind, if he if if he does not get injured for most of the season, easily running for two thousand yards. Zeke Zeke was asked last year. That was all jokes. But this time, I'm very. <laughs> Wait, well, you can't just. <laughs> but just to get just to get that um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like security? No, not security. What's the word?
1: Handcuff? What do you think? No, no, about? No.
3: Uh, Contingency. Like I'm trying to. No no no. Like safety. Like when drafting Dalvin Cook. Yes. I can't think of the yeah, word. You're yeah, oh yeah. Well handcuff. basically that. You just have to draft Madison. That duel right there, that combo, easily wins you any league that you're in.
2: You know two years ago, Dalvin Cook and Madison went out.
3: Well then the no, you're just very <laughs> and lucky I had I had point. both of
2: them. I had both of them. Can you imagine? Then that's when yeah. the waivers come in. Do you remember? Do you I, you remember Mike Boone? I remember. And Mike then, Boone. then Mike Boone. Three Everyone point Mike... Mike Boone. <laughs> yes. yes
1: um, I lost a championship because of that.
2: Anyone who was drafting Devon Cook, sorry guys,
1: He put you out. That's a shame. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I
0: can I can tell you who mine is. I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, go back to last week's episode when we talked about receivers and. Oh, I know I'm who. really gonna have to just go with Brent Nyuk. Um, I really just believe in Whoa. what the Trey Lance is gonna put up this year, and I think that that is gonna be a big contributor. I was a big, you know, BA fan last year. I thought he was gonna have a breakout year. We talked about the second se- second year receivers and how that's usually key for breakouts and everything that you could, you know, boost up Bernard Ayuk with. We talked about last year. It didn't work out. It was a debo year, but this year I definitely just think that you know with the way Trey Lance is it's always about being the quarterback's favorite target and I just feel like this is his year and I'm saying when you're your league guys and I think he might be like a wide receiver one or maybe a high two like a T Higgins level type of receiver maybe better with getting him in like the ninth tenth round almost so the value I think he's going to just going to be astronomical that I need him in every draft now I even draft him a Whole round earlier than I have to just because I want him and want to make sure I have him.
2: Maggo first. Maggo first, please.
1: Oh, I mean, I got two. Dalvin Cook is definitely a league winner for me, but Nando took him, and I've already talked about him at length here. So I'm going to go with the gut guy. The guy that I just, there's no like logic for me at all when it comes to this player. I don't like, you know all the factors that are coming into play for this player but man when i saw him play last year i wrote down in my notes app immediately draft naji harris next year oh right. yeah because this dude is this dude's talented let me tell Say you because shit, i was Matt. i was concerned i was concerned last year because when i i knew i was coming at the second round and i was like okay you know i really want antonio gibson in the second round but Our old buddy Dylan stole him right before I was able to pick. So then I had to go with Najee Harris, which was my backup plan. But I was concerned because he was a rookie. I didn't know what was going on. And the Steelers' offensive line is not good, right? But then this guy pretty much, you know becomes my running back one because I had Derrick Henry in the first round and he went down so then Najee Harris had to take you know his place as the RB1 and he kept me afloat he kept winning me games because Big Ben would dump it off to him he was you know a great pass catcher he's an incredible runner he gets touchdowns it's a gut feeling though because let me tell you there's a new quarterback there it's either Pickett or Rudolph or Trubisky I don't like any of them all right so then I don't know if they're gonna dump off the same as Najee. I don't know if they're gonna be able to compete in a very tough division. So I don't know how many runs they're gonna get. It's a tough schedule. The offensive line is not great. So it's just a gut feeling. That's what I'm just gonna bring it to you right here. I think your gut's right, man. I really. I just right, think, really I just say, think that, just that gonna it's gonna be put it.
0: That out there. Yeah.
1: If you wanna, if you want a league winner based on a little bit more evidence, I don't like to put it because I know that this is gonna be a good one. It's Michael Pittman Jr. of Ooh. the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh. You know. I think that, you know, he had a great year last year. And that was with Carson Wentz, who I really don't like. I almost despise Carson Wentz. And he finished as the wide receiver twenty one already there. I think with Matt Ryan, an actually, you know, decent quarterback, although on his like twilight years, I think that he's going to get a lot more volume this year. I don't think they're going to run it as much with Jonathan Taylor in the red zone. Again, we told you, 89 red zone, like, in, like carries inside the 5-yard line. So I don't think he's going to get that same amount of uh, carries, which leaves room for touchdowns, which leaves room for Michael Pittman to get some more touchdowns. He's a great jump ball wide receiver, and I think they're going to use him a lot more in the end zone. I think he's going to be used as a wide receiver one legitimately, and Matt Ryan's a great quarterback, so I think they're going to, you know, really get some chemistry going. And I think he really has a chance to take another leap. He's, I think he's in his third year now, so he's in that range of being able to, like, we talk about these wide receivers, they make the leap in their second or third year. He made a pretty big leap his second year, and now it's his third year, I think he's going to take an even bigger leap with Matt Ryan as a quarterback.
2: Ah, oh, man, great picks. Uh dude, I I I really don't know who I have for my like league winner. There's no good feeling right now for anybody. I I don't know if it's just logic, thinking like I have to say my league winner. You have to get him, is Derrick Henry. I mean, like he had a down. I mean, huh. at the beginning of the season, dude, he was destroying it. You know, I think he was like number one. He was like the f- number one uh, fantasy player, yards ahead of everyone else. You know. And this season, um, they're going to rely on him more. They lost A.J. Brown, you know, Ryan Tannehill sucks, Robert Woods, on Burks, these new people, Austin Hooper, They're not, these guys aren't stars, man, right? So they're going to be leaning on Derrick Henry easy, you know, and his, and his schedule was horrible, dude. Um, and also, <sighs> the Titans play um, the Jaguars twice next year, um, and it's in big situation like big times. One, the, like and they're always yeah. later in the season December 11th and January 8th oh, those are when you need players to really be big
0: that's when Jacksonville is going to win the division no and <laughs>
2: Jacksonville always gets run over by the Titans that's, that's the that's the thing that's the only reason do you, know we're how,
1: that. do you know how much of a cheat code it is to get the Texans and the Jaguars twice every year on your schedule like, that's in four a weeks schedule? you do you in fantasy yeah <laughs> Man, <laughs> and, that's and killer.
2: Derek Henry always runs through them Every single they did these pat he's done it for the last three years. I don't remember you guys remember the stiff arms. All of his highlights are stiff arms, and they're always against the Jaguars. I swear, it's the same game. He runs yeah. like ninety nine yards every single game.
1: All right, there you have it. Those are our council champions for this next season. You better draft them, or else you know you might lose your league. You will definitely lose the listener league this year if you choose to join because. Or you might, you know, just snipe them ahead of us, and we're going to complain about it on the next podcast.
2: Or but you could cuck me again. I swear to God, <laughs> bolly
1: dogs. Once again, if you did not hear, you could join the listener league by um, just DMing us on our Twitter at Bay Council. That is also where you can find our podcast and um, all of our fantasy takes. We will be taking a little break next week, but be sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music to stay up to date on our podcast. We will be back soon with a mock draft episode, and that should be a lot of fun. And we're just gearing up. We're ramping up for the season. We're almost there. We're like, what? We're like three weeks away?
0: We're a day away from preseason.
1: Preseason. Who are you... uh... Who's, who's playing tomorrow? Patriots, Giants. Oh. Uh, Titan. Yes. Titan, <laughs> you excited Yawn. for Mac Jones' return?
2: I'm not excited. Jesus, he, he. I don't know why out of camp everyone's saying he's trash. Hopefully it's just like a ruse, but...
1: I don't think it's a ruse.
0: <laughs> Me neither. I'm not going to lie, this is... Uh more of the betting council here but I took the under I took the no on Patriots make playoffs this year I said like <laughs> minus 150 and anybody that has a points or is in Reno area to bet you know definitely I like that bet a lot why
2: you gotta do my team like that deep just because we hate each other doesn't mean we I wish upon you no playoffs I know.
0: it's nothing about your team it's just you know I think it's a smart financial decision if
2: you're a betting man
0: okay Yeah,
1: I respect smart you. investment a smart investment okay That is going to do it, guys.
2: Later, and don't forget to join the league.